0: You can also email the show. The address is sporgy at christophermedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at christophermedia.net. If you use amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at christophermedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the Hostgator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses Hostgator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the Hostgator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for Hostgator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol—that's what it could be: craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. Thebrobasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket, or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke Gift Set, or the Junior Executive Gift Basket. Boozeless but still cool, bro baskets are also available. Thebrobasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. The BroBasket.com.
1: Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to sporty the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now here are your hosts, Chris and Ridge. Welcome to Sporgy.
0: Number 23. Oh, it's, it's the Jordan episode, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chris.
2: I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman.
0: I mean, is there another 23?
2: I'm not saying it, and if anybody does, I hang up right now. Okay. Is there a 23 you have in mind? There, There is only one other 23. I don't know who the fuck it is. Maybe you him? look this far? LeBron James?
0: Oh. oh,
1: Yeah, but he's the had co- multiple numbers.
0: The co-signer, twenty-three. Mm-hmm. The guy who's got no love for Phil Jackson, apparently.
2: Ironically enough, where's the n- number of Jordan idolizes? Jordan loves Jordan. Can't stand his coach anymore.
0: Because uh, there's this new white. There's a new word white people can't use now. Apparently, it, it, that we apparently. fucking invented. Yeah, well, Iceman, fill us in. You seem to be
2: at yeah, the show invent-
1: meeting. We also invented a few racial slurs that, uh... <laughs> yeah.
2: Come on, yeah but, yeah, but the word posse wasn't invented for black people or any. It was invented for... Forget it. It doesn't matter. The whole thing is, is Jackson, Phil Jackson, wrote a book. He even put it in the book that a 19-year-old like LeBron James shouldn't be into the NBA because his posse, quote-unquote... And alluded to his friends and family and everything would get him into a huge trouble by, you know, giving him money and drugs and women and cars. And he went, uh, LeBron James, when he was in Miami, called Phil Jackson, said, hey, I want to stay over in, in a night in Cleveland to hang out, you know, and be with my friends and family. And he said, we're not holding up the entire team for you and your posse to have a night on the town. Apparently now the word posse refers some sort of way in a bad nature. And and LeBron James threw a hissy fit and said now he's lost all respect and has nothing for, quote-unquote, has nothing for Phil Jackson.
0: Or this just came to me. Uh, It's kicking around in my head since we discussed it in our little pre-show discussion. Or is this uh, another kind of... uh, Cam Newton situation, where he's being a big baby, where he didn't get something that he wanted, so now he's like, fuck this guy. Like, I could, I could kind of see where Jackson's coming from. It's like, hey, man, do it on your time off. Don't do it when we got to be in another city the next, you know, in a couple days, and got a game. Like, dude, could this be maybe a little bit of that, too? Or is this, we're too racially charged now, and a white guy said posse, and, you know, apparently, you know... Your group of friends was your posse in the '90s, and now we can't say it.
1: Or is it really because it was really because Phil Jackson also made comments about special treatment that LeBron James gets, and this is the excuse because LeBron's pissed off that he got singled out. This is the excuse he's using because he'd seem petty as fuck if he come out and said, "Oh, I don't get special treatment." When let's be honest, the NBA is known for it. They named rules after it when number 23 was playing, the Jordan rules. All the superstars get fucking special treats, regardless. So, what, what, what is it? Is this one of those things where he's upset about posse, but not really? But we can't call him on it, because if we do, then we're ignoring some sort of... He doesn't feel safe because this word was used, as Bullshit. I, I really
2: think this is a millennial issue in the sense, and we say this all the time with millennials, but this is a serious millennial issue. I, I almost 100% would bet you that one of his friends or family was like, man, who does he think he is? We're called posse. I'm your boy. I'm your brother. I'm this. I'm that.
1: Who does he think he is? Just Phil Jackson, man. And well, what's funny is that if you talk to certain gay people, the term my boy means someone you're fucking. And it usually means someone that's taking the dick. So when are, so when I hear athletes say that's my boy Okay. So are you saying that you fuck that guy? I mean if we're gonna if we're gonna act like words only have one meaning and there's not yeah, one right more definition of words. My point is...
2: is,
0: By the way, Earl, you know how I know you're not racist? You do a horrible impression of a black person.
2: Continue. (laughs) Yeah, well... Here's the thing. It's just gone way, way, way too far. It was funny to make fun of in the beginning. It got a little bit annoying. It started to piss me off. Now it's just gone to fucking heights. I can't even imagine. I I say a word like posse... And, and all of a sudden he's racist and we have no respect for one of the best fucking coaches in the NBA, you've got to be kidding me.
1: Let me ask you a question here. NBA is not my forte. I, th- I personally think it's turned into a pussy sport in the last 25 years or so. Basically, ever since, about the, you know, ever since the Jordan rules went to effect, and that's amazingly when Jordan started winning. But that's beside the point. Um Phil Jackson is, as far as I remember, always been known as a taskmaster and has ironclad rules. He is not a do-what-you-want type of coach, do-what-you-want type of leader. And <clears throat> maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't LeBron, like, went to front office people and had coaches let go or complain yeah. until they were let go?
2: I About mean, uh, this- two seasons ago. Well, that's how Tyron Lue got into be- in the...
1: the- coachy spot he was with the Cavaliers. Okay, so is it quite possible that this is just LeBron's a little bit of a spoiled brat and is you start by kissing his ass and Phil yeah. Jackson's like, look here, I don't give a fuck who you are. You ain't Michael Jordan and I didn't let Jordan get away with the shit, so the fuck makes you think I'm going to let your but, fucking proceeding here. I'm sorry,
0: ass. LeBron. I can't hear you over the sound of these rings on both of my hands.
2: Well, Not just that. If anybody knows Phil Jackson, for many, many, many years, he has spoken out about equality and Black Lives Matter. Not really Black Lives Matter, but black issues that they faced. And he's not a racist man. He's not. And to paint him as such, just because you are a spoiled brat or you're just a little bitch, whatever you want to say. I mean, I have nothing for fucking LeBron James. There, I said it. What? You know, just this, this is
0: this is a case, man. I think this is a little bit of spoiled. Br- I, you should, if anything, you should be fucking revering anything, a man like if anything Phil Jackson wants to impart on you. You should. Phil Jackson could fill up both of his hands with his NBA championship rings. LeBron, saying, what you, you got three. I'm Ooh. saying,
2: you know, Cam Cam Newton comes out and he cries. Well, the man's being hit. I could kind of see a little bit of a cry there. I get it. LeBron James can't stay at a fucking city for a night and he throws a fit and loses respect and you're throwing a temper tantrum in the middle aisle of a fucking grocery store.
0: Stop it. Do it on your off time, billionaire. Don't do it on the team's dime.
1: Well, I think the funniest thing out of all this, because I did have to read up on it, because like I said, I just don't, I don't give much of a shit about basketball, um, is Mello, Carmelo Anthony, has came to Phil Jackson's defense, and even I know Mello is not a uh, a team guy. He's not a team player. Yeah, exactly. He is not going to sit there and take some bullshit if he thinks he's being handed a bunch of it.
0: Mello loves him some Mello.
1: Exactly. So if Mello is defending Phil Jackson, and pretty much everyone's kind of scratching their head at the really posse, this is an insult now, a term that, I mean, dude, I'm trying to think, like, it's it's maybe been 10, 15 years since it was used regularly, even by white people, but it wasn't even in question then, it just went out of style, it's like everything else, it's like everything else that comes from the hip-hop culture. Once it, gets, once it gets fucking start, start being used by the wrong people, it falls out of favor. Anthrax was starting up a
0: posse in the late 80s before the brothers were even using the word. For you metal fans out there, we knew you are out there. You're old, like us. But, uh, you know, Shout out I to think Rob,
2: the guitarist.
0: I think Cam Newton and LeBron James should get together on the weekend and go shopping for adult <laughs> diapers together.
1: Well... I mean, it's. It, I don't know. The season just started, so is this? I don't know. Is this some sort of? I don't even. I don't even know, man. I, I, I. It's so asinine. I'm. I. I completely agree with you, Earl. I'm just like, what? Really? It's. It's so far out. like
2: I said. It was funny, and it just escalated to where I'm just like, oh, just shut up. I'm I'm like the older people that I used to hear, that were just like, "You've got to be shitting me," you know. Th- we've all heard the story. I've walked to school uphill in the snow, barefoot both ways, and it's you know, it. And that's what I'm hearing now. You know, Cam Newton. Oh, but I got hit, my fucker. So did I. It's called football. Now you got LeBron James. I can't stay the night at my friend's house, and he called him a pussy. What the fuck do you want him to call him? Your gang? And you're now you're homeboys? a member?
0: But if he said homeboys, you'd be a lot more pissed off there. <laughs> fucking LeBron.
2: I just, I don't get it. He's the most respected, winningest coach in the past 30 fucking years, and you got nothing? Yeah, you've got nothing. Sit there and enjoy your rings and your money, fucking bitch. All right, okay, so LeBron show.
0: James will not be
2: on this show anytime
0: soon. <laughs> Him and... Him and uh, Goodell <laughs> in that club.
1: Okay, so let's just, to put it to bed, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little something real quick. Okay. Definition of posse. In the U.S., the historical definition is a body of men typically armed, summoned by a sheriff to enforce the law. Okay, that's not vigilante. That's not outlaws. It's not thugs. It sounds like people being deputized. Okay, so if he's taking offense to, to that definition, then he just needs to get his reading comprehension up to par with a third grader. Okay, now, the British one, it's pretty much the same thing. It's a historical definition. The body of, the body of men in a, in a county whom the sheriff could summon to enforce the law. Pretty much the same thing. Now, informal, and it says modern, a group of people who have a common characteristic, occupation, or purpose. Characteristic occupation or purpose we're all friends we all play ball we all grew up together my posse my boys i think
0: think where the 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 crazy pc people will get you is on characteristic black okay they're all black
1: okay but yet they didn't have they didn't have no problem with the nba being with an nba team being all black right so why all of a sudden win a term that's been used for whatever. It's just, I don't care. Yeah. Where's, where's, all, where's all this
0: call for diversity in sports when it comes to the rosters? Just saying. It, in fact, if, if I would argue that if you saw a mostly white NBA team, They probably pull the least ratings. They probably have the least attendance because people, the general public's reaction probably be at team blows.
2: Stop. No, they have the biggest ratings. They fill stadiums all the time. They're called the Washington Generals. They play the Harlem Globetrotters.
1: I don't think the Globetrotters have been pulling ratings since they were on Scooby-Doo, bro. But I get you. I was thinking the same thing.
2: But, but I at, the, at the same time, you got people taking knees to the flag, trying to raise awareness on Black Lives Matter. I get all of that. You got Cam Newton crying because he's getting hit, whatever. And then you got this guy who's offended over the word posse. Don't ever go talk to Sir Mix a lot. My posse's on Broadway. Are you kidding me? What is he saying? And not, And then to lead into the next story, you got people from the Detroit Lions, like Antoine Bolden. Antoine that's right. Taking him and his posse to DC to actually make a difference. To find out how people like like Bolden's brother doesn't get shot by the cops. How do we bridge a gap? What do we need to do to inform our posse of the right way to handle things so things like that don't happen? That's a positive. See, but that's
0: there's where you and I differ, because I I see something like that and I'm wondering is what are you what are you really quote unquote doing? What action are you taking? Is it more just getting your picture taken and moving some air around? Or do you got an end game in mind?
2: Okay, if if Kaepernick went to the state capitol to do that, I would say that's a photo op. The fact that his brother got shot by a cop and the cop never got got took to court for murder charges, I'm gonna say that's not a photo op.
1: Well, there's two things that, that jump out to me in this story. Um, one is that Kaepernick's not there. And the, all the articles I read and all the reports I've heard, they, they're saying it's unknown whether he was invited or not. Okay, fair enough. Um, but it seems to me that this is a, something that, at least according to his actions, talking about Kaepernick now, over the season so far is because it's near and dear to his heart. So once he found out this was happening these guys are not not are are not people that are going to refuse a call from a fellow NFL player. So <clears throat> excuse me, especially if they're trying to to raise awareness for something and bring as much attention to an issue as possible. So somebody did somebody made a conscious decision not to make a phone call and that's just interesting to me whether it be Kaepernick or Bolden and McCown whoever I think
0: Bolden and McCown turned their phones off when they got out of the meeting had like 49 missed calls from Colin Kaepernick
2: like what you're talking about some race shit and not invite me and and Rich you make a great point why wasn't he there was it that Colin wasn't invited I don't know But he definitely should have been. But I honestly believe, and full-heartedly, Chris, to your point, I honestly believe this wasn't a photo op because of his brother being shot. This wasn't Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, trying to make, you know, bloom his career back into the spotlight. This was a man that had his brother killed by a cop. So I I full-heartedly believe he's trying to make a difference in some form of the fashion because of the personal loss that he suffered.
1: And I I will go, I guess this is getting into a little bit of personal philosophy with with one of the players, at least, that went there. Uh, McCown is, is fairly well known to lean to the right due to his religious beliefs on a lot of issues that he's voiced over the years. He's one of the guys in the in the NFL who, in fact, I think he is the guy who started in the NFL this like rallying cry to like like against porn and all this type stuff. So yeah, they can't no, really that put the, an American. They can't really put the spin on it that oh well you know this isn't this is some left leaning thing or you know democrat thing they can't really they can't really nail it down with that so that's interesting i mean it's also interesting that he made this comment and to me this just speaks to the fact that this is a man who spent a lot of time around people of a different race he said i don't believe we as white people can understand what african-americans go through on a daily basis because it's different for me, first and foremost, I want to be able to acknowledge that and say that our stories are different and our histories are different. But let's try to be a part of making it better moving forward. As, much, as cynical as I am, that's pretty much a fairly bulletproof statement, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, you can't—you can't argue with it.
1: And you notice he did it without insulting anyone, without being condescending, without name-calling about making accusations of being having some sort of moral high, high ground over people and I know that Bolden also came out and said this isn't about hating on cops this is about getting and didn't I say this back when this first started with Kaepernick what would okay what would I do okay if I if I was Kaepernick and I could draw this much attention to something I would sit down the communities were they're having problems between the communities and the police and I would sit down leaders in the community and people from the community along with the police and say, talk it talk. Talk to each other. Don't talk at, talk with each other. And don't don't listen, waiting for your chance to talk. Actually listen to what is being said and understand where it's coming from. You're not going to agree on everything. It's a given. <coughs> but when you Make a habit of dehumanizing the person on the supposed other side of an issue. Automatically, you, you don't want to see them in any type of way as having any common ground with you. So, hey. Uh, I think we've
0: we, been demonstrating that as a country for the
1: last week. But Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, hey, more, more power to them. To all those players that went. Hey, good job. Pat on the back, gold star. You know how come? Because it's what we've been fucking. It's what I've been saying for months now. And this doesn't. And to me, this needs to. It. It. it it's nice that it, it's happening in the NFL, but. <coughs> sorry, dude. Sorry. No right. Came out of nowhere. It's nice it happened in the NFL, but it also needs to happen across the board on a lot of different issues. So, that's my take on it. It, and,
2: and I feel the same way, Rich, and it it sucks because I wanted to say for so long that it's not different, but I know it is. For black and white Americans, I know it's different. Um, I've talked to you about this, Rich. I've talked to many people about this, and I just – I always thought that if black people would, would change some things – you know, about themselves that it would get better for them. But unfortunately, that's just not true.
0: It it might, but not as much as we like to think it would. Like it's everybody go, go out, and find your one black friend and just ask them how many times they've been pulled over compared for no reason compared to you. That will be all you need to hear about if there are, if white people and black people live in different countries or or experience two different countries. Cause it's, I'll tell you my one black friend, I've, (laughs) I know, I already know the answer way more than me. Half the time he was just guilty of being, you know, black and free on a Tuesday afternoon, driving a car that he's not supposed to be driving because, you know, he's good with his money.
1: And something that was pointed out to me years ago by, by a friend, he said, you know, when we would talk about it, I was like, well, when I was younger, I got pulled over all the time. He's like, you're probably driving a hoopty. I said, yeah. He goes, here's the thing. You buy a nicer car, you take your hat off, you're no longer a target just because of that.
0: Exactly.
1: You put me in a three-piece suit in in, in a nice car, and there's going to be, a percentage of police officers who are going to think,
2: the hell is that?
1: Yeah, what the hell is that guy doing in that car dressed like that? And it's not all of them, but it, they, it's obviously out there. Oh. Look, this is part of the, the whole, be the <laughs> honest uh, uh, thing I've been saying now for, for weeks across all the podcasts I do on this network. Police, part of their job is to profile. If you don't like that, then we need to figure out a better way to police. That's all there is to it. Bottom line. They're going to profile. If they see a white couple walking down the side of the street in some busted-ass starter jackets and New Balance shoes, smoking on fucking uh, uh, Maverick cigarettes, they're probably holding some sort of drugs. Bottom line. Yeah. Don't know what to tell you. Okay, you don't like that stereotype and you're a white person? Well, guess what? Start checking white people who walk around fucking it up for you if that's your preferred style to walk around on the side of the highway in the middle of the afternoon. I don't know what to tell you. There's a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of talking that has to be done between people that only can come from people who look like them and who've been through what they've been through. And then there's the talking that has to happen afterwards between different groups who might not understand where the other group is coming from. And I'm tired of the divisive language and out, outlooks, and we, well, if you're not with us, you're against us attitude, because it doesn't get us anywhere.
2: Well, yeah, but Rich, at the same time, and I was too, for a long time, but I see kind of how you know, the word posse would start to offend people. Just kind of, because Oh, uh, Okay, you have someone like Martin Luther King who didn't use any, you know, protests that, as we know it today, of burning and looting and rioting. And, you know, it just, it comes so far to say, you know, black people need to be treated fairly. And for so long, they've been treated unfairly by the cops, the justice system, the courts, you know, so forth, that at some point they're just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm mad because I'm getting hit more in the NFL. I'm mad because you're calling my friends' names. I'm mad because I'm just mad because every time I fucking turn around, I'm getting messed with somehow, and by no other reason other than the color of my skin.
0: Okay, we're going to mark it at a half an hour at this podcast uh, for the uh, took Earl to talk out of both sides of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, no, It's it 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 pisses me off that it got to that point. It does. It pisses me off that it got to that point.
0: No, but I always think too that the component missing from the conversation is uh, the economic one, because when you're poor, I mean, Rich, you already touched on it. <clears throat> when you're poor, we're all you're all, you're all the same color. We're all the same color when you're poor. You're below a certain income level. You know, it's once things get better for you economically on both sides where the racism element really comes into play. Like Rich said, you, you know, you're, you're white, you drive around a hoopty when you're younger, you get a little older, you don't drive around a hoopty anymore, you just blend in. You know, black people, there's a lot of questions that come into, ah, you got that money, you know, like you're, like, like you're not allowed to do well as a black person. Like, that's where I think the racism comes in more into play. Once you get up the socioeconomic ladder, you know, at, at the bottom, my, we're all the same color. We've all lived
2: it. Well, Rich, was it you that said you, you, you talked about the uniform? Okay, you're going to have to give me a little bit more on that. Um, <laughs> you know, if you see a cop. Or you see somebody dressed as a cop, you're going to go call for help, and they're like, well, I'm not a cop. Well, you're wearing the uniform.
1: Oh, that's Dave Chappelle. I might have quoted him, but yeah, it's oh, Dave right. Chappelle. Right.
2: <laughs> it's wearing a horse b- uniform. <laughs> right. So when you look at a black person, if they're dressed like a thug, they talk like a thug, That you know, they act like a
1: thug, well, well I'll guess what we're going to treat you as. But that, that goes back to what I was saying. That's where we're not honest as, as, a, as a society. Police, part of their job, as of right now, in this country, and it's accepted, is to profile. And how do they profile? I mean, I, I've been driving to gigs and going through Inkster and in Detroit, and I owned a red car that was in good condition. I was wearing a red Tampa Bay jersey to the gig, and I was giving my bass player a ride, and he had a red, one of those, whatever, afflicted tap-out, I'm-a-Walmart-badass shirts on. And we got pulled over by a plane, an unmarked cop car, asking if we were in a gang. Now, these are two guys well into their 30s, and I'm like, do we look like we're in a fucking gang? Seriously? Yeah.
0: I'm in the, I'm in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers office.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially after after they had taken our license, got us out of the car, had us up against the car. Searching us, questioning us, ran our license, came back, had nothing on our records. Are you in a gang? Well, I must be the baddest gangster ever if I'm almost if 35 years old and I don't have a record for shit. I make a I make the dude from I make Frank Grimes from American Gangster look like he don't know what the fuck he was doing. But why am I driving a red Mercury Sable? That's what I want to know. But it's just that is part of what is. For better or for worse, at this point in time, it's accepted in the job. But there again,
2: you got to talk about what you always say, Rich, which is context. When LeBron James is bitching and whining and complaining about the word posse, okay, he's doing it because he's not getting away with whatever he wants to do, he can stay at night in Cleveland or whatever. When a cop profiles somebody, he's doing it because it's a life or death situation to him. He's not doing we it because he t- hates black people.
0: They're taught to look for trouble in the general components of the trouble they see.
1: Exactly. Let me ask you a question. If you were a black cop in Chattanooga, Tennessee, all right, which believe it or not, and this is well before this was quote unquote Trump's America. So everybody who's thinking that I'm talking about just now, we can put that, that bitchy baby to bed. Okay, this was 14 years ago. I'm driving down the road with my 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 then wife and we pass a driveway that goes up a large hill. And it's obvious that it's that whoever lives on this hill owns a large part of this land at the bottom of the driveway right there. Big old sign KKK. Her jaw hits the floor. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not shocked. Now, if I'm a cop,
0: we're south of the Ohio River. This is not news.
1: Now, if I'm, if I'm a cop, and I'm working, and I'm a black cop, and I'm working in that neighborhood, or in that area, and I see four white guys with shaved heads, combat boots, and red suspenders walking down the street, I'm not going to think they're cancer fucking survivors, all right? Yeah, I'm coming think from a meeting. I'm going I'm to think they're skinheads. That are coming from a meeting. Exactly. That's, that is policing, for better or for worse. That's why I said, if we want that changed... And we're gonna have to start having honest conversations. And you see a bunch of brothers
0: standing in front of a known drug house near a cop. What the fuck are you supposed to think? Oh well, I don't want to make any assumptions because this could be seen as racist. I mean, it's this. I just pretty much flipped the script. The script on Rich's example. I mean, it's the same thing. What are they supposed to do?
2: But you know, it, like I'm saying, though, it, it's all in context because people are out there. Okay, cops, people are out there and they're, it's it's a life or death situation whenever they walk out their front door in that uniform. So for somebody to say they're profiling or that they're being unjust or unfair, well, just because they are protecting themselves is not true. Shooting first, asking questions later, well, that's just wrong. I don't care if you're black, white, or Asian. I don't care who you are. It's wrong.
0: Yeah, like that's that's been a uh, issue lately. Which uh, the cop that shot uh, the gentleman in Minnesota did get sentenced today. But man, sports, you know, guys, Uh, unregimented Saturdays on ChristopherMedia.net and iTunes. (laughs) You hear more of this talk.
1: Anyways, I just I just want to say, as far as this whole he has no respect for Phil Jackson thing. Personally, I think, he's, I think he's got his panties in a twist because Phil Jackson called him out and said about the spe- special treatment comments.
2: Yeah. I, and I totally agree with that. I, I think LeBron I mean, this- James is a spoiled bitch who's been handed way too much fucking money and thinks that he should have the right to act like a poor black kid and get offended by every little thing that any white person says. That's bullshit. And Man, you ain't been poor since you were 18 years old.
0: You have not lived a life that, any, that most people in this country, white or black, have lived.
1: And let's be honest here. Since he had no intentions of going to college, he could take as much money as he wanted and not have to worry about fucking up his eligibility with the NCAA. Yep. So I guarantee you that he had some people in his community that were like, look, you're going to go high in the draft, if not the number one pick from a young age, and watched out for him and his because straight, it happens
2: straight out of high school nike gave him a 90 million dollar contract 90 million dollars yeah.
0: nobody lives that existence sir you straight know. out of
1: high school Are you fucking kidding me on top of that go back go back and watch documentaries about the fab 5 or any number of players who were talking about coming coming up in rough neighborhoods and the, and, and the drug dealers would watch out for them and make sure their noses were kept clean because they'd say, uh-uh, you got a chance to make it out of here. You're not going to fuck that up. Taylor I mean, Rose. Is, exactly. Exactly.
0: Wasn't that one of the little vignettes in uh, the third season of Orange is a New Black? Or, or one of the seasons. Uh, the girl who was the track star that was from the hood, she was at a party with a whole bunch of gangster shit going on. And the guy was like, get the fuck out of here. It, you got a chance, it, you know, it's,
1: yeah, don't, blow, a deal. It. It, don't yeah. blow
0: it. Yeah. Oh,
1: I mean, it, and if you really want to get down to it, look at someone like Allen Iverson, I mean, he, he was just present when a fight broke out and he ended up getting sentenced and that whole community, he, he, he we would have never known Allen Iverson. Like we knew Allen Iverson if that community didn't stand up and say, wait a minute, this is a bunch of bullshit. There is no, there's videotape of the actual incident, and there's no videotape of him doing anything illegal. In fact, the video shows him leaving the scene the minute the shit started because, because people were watching out for him. I mean, you can be taken care of in different ways besides monetarily. That's he just he all just, there is to
0: it. He should have got Ray Lewis's lawyer.
2: But see, that brings me back to what I was saying about Bolden and, and Quinn and all of them going to D.C., I, I highly doubt, almost 98% sure that wasn't a photo op. That was him going, my brother's dead. I need to find out how to make sure no other brother dies. Yeah. No one else's brother, not my, not brother in the black sense, but no other brothers of people die needlessly because a cop at shot first and asked questions later. Well, and I can really, respect
1: him. It's really funny because as much as people who don't like sports like to shit on sports and say it's stupid it's a waste of money it's a waste of energy to pay attention to a lot of social changes came through sports and to discount it or to just flat out dismiss it because you're not a sports fan shows your ignorance i mean look at i mean look at the the color barrier in baseball I mean that was huge when Jackie Robinson first played for the for the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? That was huge. That that took <clears throat> that that helped some people because I can't even imagine the mindset back then. But that had to help some people go, oh, well, I guess black people aren't as different from us as 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 I've been taught and told. Because neighborhoods were much more segregated then than they are now. I mean, yeah, we got our problems with segregation and self segregation, but this was enforced segregation. So I mean, this is. I have, that's how come I have respect for athletes who risk the seeing those dollars fly away when they take a stand on something they believe in. Even if I don't necessarily agree with their cause, as long as they're not raising hell and acting a fool to do it, I have respect for them for standing up for what they believe in because you do see those dola- those those bags of money fly out the window. Because the last thing companies want is to have any controversy surrounding anybody they're going to dump millions of dollars into. So, yeah, I mean, once again, more power to them. Good for them. I hope something came of it. I really do.
0: All right. Let's get into some lighter fare. It's been a serious week, though. So, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, lighter fare. I lighter like it.
0: Fair. How about uh,
2: college Tunk football, r- huh? You want to go directly to that? Just skip the NFL, huh?
0: <laughs> well, the NFL gets its own. I mean, we can do the NFL right before the picks. We can do big, whole, huge portion of NFL. But let's talk about the college games. I mean, two, three, and four—all taking a loss. Hey, I got my own ice shit right here, man. I told you guys, <laughs> trap game.
2: Yeah, but that was a trap week, man.
0: You can't count out those corn-fed motherfuckers. From the middle of the country,
2: we'll get to Michigan in a second. My biggest man. shock is the fact that Clemson lost. I cannot believe that. Believe it. And the, and the matter that they lost the, their opponent, I, yeah, I, I understand. You saw the Michigan thing coming. It was a trap game. I got it. Nobody saw Clemson losing. Nobody.
1: Well, that's why you play the games, man. I mean, well, they it's... say
0: all the all the fans in the stadium saw them lose.
1: I mean, if if it was a matter of we could just look at the uh, schedule and go, okay, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win, we wouldn't even need to have the games played. We could just sit around and talk about the schedule. (laughs) 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 But, I mean, it's it's, it's college football. I mean, would you say the Clemson loss is a bigger loss than the Michigan loss? Absolutely would, 100%. Okay, now would you rank it like like University of Miami losing to Nebraska with the with the camouflage no. game? No, uh, uh-uh. not even close to that.
2: Those are two major schools. Clemson lost to Pittsburgh.
1: Would you put it up there with Michigan losing to Appalachian State?
2: I would. That's exactly what I was heading for. Okay. There's no re- reason rhyme to the reason. Nothing. There's no way anybody that was even thinking of watching Clemson that game, said Pittsburgh has a shot. And the fact that it was that high scoring is shocking to everybody. It's not... I mean, it shocks some people that, you know, Michigan and Washington lost, but it was a stunning shock to everybody across the board that Clemson lost to Pitt. That is exactly... Michigan losing to Appalachia State. Like, w- wait, what happened?
1: I'm just glad for once Chris isn't in the studio, so don't have to listen to him play the uh, the guy from Appalachian State screaming about when they blocked the field goal going, ah, 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 and I'm like, boy, that's excellent commentary right there. <laughs> that's right up there with do you believe in miracles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just some guy screaming. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go that far with the Clemson loss, but it was a huge, huge upset. Well, see, I've heard, once again, they're, and they're all talking heads, so you got to take it for what it is. When it comes to sports, they're all competing for your, the same viewership, so you know hyperbole comes in after after a certain point. But I've heard them compare it to the, yes, Michigan or uh, losing to Appalachian State and, yes, I've heard him compare it to USA hockey beating the Soviets in 1980. And I'm like, really? Come on. That is – really? Okay.
2: So, wasn't that big a deal, but it was at the same time. I mean, it wasn't as big as do you believe in miracles? Yes. I mean, it wasn't that. I mean, Duke basketball lost to Kansas. Are you kidding me? The number one team? Duke. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but Kansas generally always has a decent basketball program. It's not well,
2: shocking. They, they do, but it's that number one factor losing to a, a lower-ranked team. Pittsburgh wasn't even ranked. They were supposed to come in there and walk on them. And I, it it didn't go that way, not even for a little bit during the game.
0: So if you're the Rutgers coach, or you've you've polished up your resume at this point, right?
2: If you're the Rutgers coach, you hope you invested wisely because you ain't getting a job nowhere. <laughs> You'll be coaching Pop Warner next year? Maybe. You'll be doing the fucking chain gang on the Pop Warner field.
0: I didn't see the stats, but did was there 100 yards of offense between the Michigan and Michigan State games from Rutgers?
1: If you combine I, the two?
2: Yeah. I know there wasn't in Michigan. 'Cause we
1: talked about that. It was like thirty five total yards. Yeah. <laughs> they were minus yards for the first half.
0: <laughs> did they did they break did they bust sixty five yards on Saturday? I mean I was getting the updates on my phone. I think by like twenty one nothing I was like, I'm fucking this game's over. What am I gonna watch? <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Hold on, let me look. Uh really? There's Thank you. Uh yes. Yes they did. Rutgers had a uh, total well, hundred and forty nine si- yards.
0: Oh I was gonna say, so yeah. sixty-six? <laughs> but still, between
1: with the two point eight average yards per play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> between eight first pounds... You played Michigan and Michigan State and you did not put up two hundred yards of total offense between both games. Shit, and Pop st- Warner might say be like, uh, yeah, we'll call you back.
1: <laughs> and the state is bad. <laughs> yeah. It's not like state Michigan.
0: <laughs> yeah. State season has been over since the fucking middle of September. <laughs> and you made them look like goddamn national champion contenders.
1: Hey, like I always say, these Rutgers have nice-looking uniforms. (laughs) (laughs) They can look good while they get stomped out there.
0: Uh, But New Jersey's glad they don't call themselves New Jersey State. No, We won't (laughs) be associated with
1: them. Okay, as much as the the, uh, uh, Rutgers head coach is polishing up his uh, resume. Okay, so coach out at Western. What uh, what team is you think he he's hoping calls after this season? <laughs> Michigan State.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah he could just he could drive up one thirty one take sixty nine over to fucking uh, Lansing and he can coach at State.
1: Well, if they hold on to Dantonio and Miles goes to Notre Dame, where else can he go? He ain't going to LSU. Let's just get. Let's just. But I mean, do you think he's going to be there next year? No. This guy.
0: This is a stop on the way to somewhere else for this dude. Hello.
1: Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh huh. Yeah, I had to look look up his name. I swear, I didn't even know who. P.J. Fleck. That's their head coach. Get this. Oh, you ready to feel real old? He is born November 29th,
0: 1980. Man. College coaches are our age and shit.
1: (laughs) Oh, God.
0: Although we discussed, you know, fucking Theo Epstein's only what? He's five years older than me. I'm bonging whiskey out of a beer bong, and this guy's breaking the curse of a Bambino. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you look at you know when he t- he took over in 2013, a team went one and eleven. Next year they went eight and five. Next year after that they went eight and five. They won their bowl game, and they're ten and zero so far this year. So,
0: and they've been ranked for the last what month and a half?
1: Yeah, they're actually getting a college game day this weekend. Yeah. Oh man. You know they're going to be partying out at Western. Oh, that's
0: going to be. I mean, that would have been ridiculous 20 years ago. Although, I don't know. There's probably a little more safe spaces around there than there used to be when I went there.
1: Oh, good times, good times. So, should we get to the, to the real football?
0: Well, I, was, I, I, I don't want it. That sounds shitty of me. Well, yeah, have the it, professional football. We,
1: did, we didn't shit on Michigan at all. Well, I got
0: nothing to say. Michigan lost. I'm happy. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All there is to say, Michigan it was lost, all I part of his it.
2: plan. It was all part of his plan.
0: As far as I'm concerned, Michigan lost. I called it moving on. But no, you got you want to shit on Michigan? Go right ahead, man.
1: Okay, I was, I was offering to take my lumps, but okay, take them, man. Uh, what did... I'm not going to give them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> what do I look like that, that albino from uh from the Da Vinci Code? I'm not going to beat my own ass. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a, it was a big ratings boost. Tenfoil hat. Thank you.
0: <laughs> That's where you're coming from?
2: Is it a coincidence that two, three, and four lost in the same fucking week to nobody's? No.
1: Okay, so hold on a sec. I hold think on. you can't win them all. Hold on. Okay, you, you've, you've thrown this out, and we've got a good chuckle over it. But now it's time, Alex Jones, for you to back this shit up. So are the teams in on the games being thrown? Do they get their script like their NFL wrestler or WWE wrestlers? Or is it the officials making calls to direct the games to where they can turn out the way they are?
0: Yes. Yeah, Whose string, who's strings are being
1: pulled? Yes.
0: No, I'm not, I'm I not think, letting you
1: off the hook that easy. Come on.
0: <laughs> no, Earl, I think.
1: No, I, I, I don't I, know. I think guys. I, I don't your think... phrase
0: is nobody's. I think it was three trap games. I think it was three teams teams think they didn't have to get up for, is I think what happened.
2: I don't, it just, there's too many coincidences when, when shit goes down like this all the way from the NFL through the college. Um, oh no, the, the pay, the Patriots get blanked at the Buffalo bills, the game before Tom Brady returns and annihilates
1: Cleveland.
0: But I could give you several examples of Rex Ryan beating Bill Belichick's ass in the last fucking decade.
1: And everybody buying that one everybody's balls deep in Cleveland's ass this season. Come on, dude. Everybody. The Golden
2: State Warriors are the best team in the NBA since Jordan. And they beat Jordan's Bulls record. And they go 73 wins. Woohoo! They're a shoe in for the championship. Oh, no, they're down 1-3 to Oklahoma. Hey, they came back. They're dominating the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then, oh, shit. And everybody's sitting there on the edge of their seat going, no, no, no. And
1: See, you watch almost, because you don't know what happens. I'd almost, I'd almost buy in a seven game series or a five game series that officiating would, would get the word from on high. I mean, at this point, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even wearing just a tinfoil hat. I'm in a tinfoil suit and I'm lathering up in that Alex Jones butter. But, I mean, I would, if I did believe it was conspiracy theory, yeah, that makes sense because that gives you another game to watch. But when you're watching a college football game where it's a ranked team playing nobody, you've got a lot of people who won't even bother watching that game. And where are the ratings coming from? Because they're usually gone and out doing something. I know MSU okay. fans that didn't even bother to sit down and watch the U of M MSU
2: game this year. What if what if the college thing is not ratings... You know, tinfoil hat thing. But what if it's the referees were bought? Could you, could you see that at all?
0: I could see that because we've got actual, like, instances of that happening in professional sports in the last,
1: what? When yeah, was Tim what Downing
0: at Basketball.
1: Exactly. The shittiest of all the four sports, but anyways.
0: I could see ref tampering before any of that other crazy shit, quite honestly, because it's happened before.
2: It just I mean, it it I, I I love the the world of sports. I love almost every sport there is. I love to watch it. And that means an update to including the WWE. That being said, I just maybe maybe I watch wrestling too much. It just like the the other uh couple of weeks ago and it keeps happening throughout the season, Chris. Where I brought your attention to the score of 31 to 13. How come it keeps coming up 31 to 13 with the scores? Why? <laughs> magnets. How do they work? Fucking magnets. <laughs> I'm telling you.
0: Aliens, man.
2: You know, a kicker can kick a field goal from 58 yards away to win the game, but on the other game, he can't make one from 28. Come on. <laughs>
1: This is like a bad internet meme. 13 to 31. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I've cracked the code, fuckers.
0: Hey, you know what? Let's talk about let's talk about your first place Detroit Lions. All right?
1: Just saying and how did they end up in first place on the bye week? It's the perfect way. The in other words, they didn't get a chance to fuck it up, so they're now in first place. That is so lion
0: esque. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing this out there. I'm beating you to it, Earl. All right, Cubs won. Trumps won. This is the year, yep. man. This is the year. If there's gonna be any year, it's this year.
2: Yeah. So everybody in the nation, tune into the Detroit Lions football game. Ratings? What?
0: We're in first place. All right. Cobb lost coach for his job. Detroit Lions, Super Bowl champions, all right? Go to Vegas now. Place your bets. This is totally a bit, but I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) Stop laughing. I'm actually believing all this shit. Uh, See, but that's the thing, man. That's why none of us are sports journalists. Because when you're a journalist, you're supposed to be, like, impartial. And we're all homers about something. Like, Chris yeah. is the closest thing to impartial. But still, every once in a while, like... I think it's because you play fantasy that you, ha- that you have rooting interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, God damn it, I want them bragging rights.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I could beat... Like I said, I, I could beat people that I don't know in public leagues all the time. It don't count until you beat your friends.
1: Well, before we, before we move on to NFL... I got to bring up something that just happened. I mean, recently, as of today, the National League and American League Cy, won, Cy Young winners. National Ooh. League was Max Scherzer. American League is Rich Purcello. <laughs> Both second, former Tigers. Second in American League is Justin Verlander. And there's a very good chance that by this time next year, Verlander will not be on the Tigers. Three former Tigers, 2 1, one came in second place. And by the way, Verlander came in second place with more first place votes because Porcello didn't even get first place votes. So.
0: Yeah, and his his wife is pissed on Twitter about
1: that. I I don't even want to get onto that. Oh, my God.
0: Be pissed with your shirt off, Kate. All right, just be pissed. Be pissed in a halter top.
2: Rich, is that the only Young award winner?
0: There's two. There's Al Nino. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible.
1: No, and and they're all they've all been Tigers within the last two seasons.
0: Yeah. But that's... man, Porcello, that pisses me off because I thought he was done. Everyone's like, oh, he just needs he's young. He needs a couple more years. Like, it's been five years. It's been half a decade. When's he supposed to get good? Uh, Apparently, it did take a couple
1: more years. (laughs) Dude, he was a kid when they brought him in. When they brought him in in 2009, remember, he pitched game 163. And there's a lot of people who say that the Tigers lost that game because Leland pulled him out too soon, worried about don't want to blow out a young guy's arm. And certain people in baseball saw him and believed in it and were like, yes, this is... He's the real deal. He just needs more seasoning. He needs he needs to finish developing physically. Because you don't finish developing completely physically when you're 16, 17, 18, 19, even 20. I mean, you do that in your early 20s. Shit, your brain isn't even done developing until you're in your early 20s. It's one of the reasons that people who, back in the day when they wanted the drinking age to go from 18 to 21, that was one of the cases they made. So... I'm not really shocked. I'm pissed. I'm pissed that we threw in the towel on him this, this 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 soon. You know. I to me it's like don't get rid of your young talent. Scherzer, at first I was like, Okay, you want all that money? You're not gonna get it here, bye. But then they dropped all that money on on uh uh the pitcher that we we basically swapped pitchers with, with uh uh the Nationals.
0: Yeah, we got Zimmerman.
1: Yeah, so if we're going to give Zimmerman all that money, why the fuck couldn't we give Scherzer all that money?
0: Uh, as well as many Detroit sports
2: fans had the exact same thought. Like, right. what are you doing? But, but isn't that the way of Detroit teams, period? I mean, seriously. We have one, maybe two superstars on each of the Detroit teams. Lions, the Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons. And we say, it's your job to lead us to the promised land. Well, can I have some help? Fuck no, you can't, because I gave you all that money. No, hold on, no. Stafford.
0: Stafford's restructured several times.
1: Well, okay, but Stafford, they did their best to give him weapons besides Megatron. It's just they can never get anybody that can hold on to the fucking ball. Pettigrew, Ebron, let's be honest here. I mean, they, they, they spent the draft picks and drafted guys. They just drafted like, they, like they're the Lions. Okay, but now, now
2: you're trying to convince me that Matthew Stafford is the superstar of that team.
1: No, what I'm saying is Matthew Stafford's having a second career year. And if he'd have had that defense from two years ago and he was having the year he's having now, there would definitely be no reason for them not to be sitting in the NFC Championship but, game. But there goes my point, though. You had two superstars on the Lions.
2: You had Calvin Johnson and then Dominican Johnson was the all star on on the offense. Sue was the, the star of the defense. And you say your job is to lead us to the promised land.
1: Well, can I have help? Nope. They but that's what I'm saying. They tried to give him help. But ultimately they drafted they they drafted the Lions like the Lions because they are the Lions.
2: But that's that it,
1: are you drafted to, why are you drafting?
2: Okay, what's your point? That's my point, is they don't give them any superstar help. They don't give them all-star help. Okay. They say, we, we get one to two all-stars per team. Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, you get one to two, and that's it. Yeah, we're going to draft, and yeah, we're going we're gonna to trade, but it's not going to be any huge amount of help to the our quote unquote all-stars all the way back to Barry Sanders. You don't get help. Mike Illich was a little different when he formed the Red Wings in the late nineties.
1: Yeah. But Illich had a scouting team that could also go dig up players from parts of Europe that most teams didn't even bother scouting half the time. Right. But But other than that, the lions had the opportunities with high draft picks and, and, fucked it up with their drafts but they made the attempt to give him the weapons they just are incompetent no 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 i think
2: they're cheap bro that's my point they pay one to two people per team and this is the teams across the board one to two people per team a hell of a lot of money and then they're very cheap on on the assist that they give them when they draft people if they, ju- if they took so-and-so the first draft, and, and the first spot in the draft, they would have to pay him this much money. But they can get this guy in the draft for a hell of a lot less money, and he might do the job, he might not. And that's Detroit's M.O., period, across the team board. I'm, I'm going to pay Calvin Johnson this much money. He's my all-star. He's the guy. Well, I need a defensive guy. Okay, we're going to take Damakasu, the second pick overall, and he's going to be the guy. Okay, but I I, I need a little help. Uh, we're going to take Nick Fairley. Supposed to be good. Might be good. Man, he can't even stay healthy. Well, he cost us, He's cost effective. But that's been their mo across the board for so many years. Barry Sanders was is. I don't care what anybody says. He is the best running back that has ever been in the NFL. Okay, and so you're talking you're talking
1: one about football, which is has a salary cap. No, I'm talking about across the board in, in Detroit sports. Okay, but you say across the board with all the teams. That's bullshit. The Tigers fucking the ti- look at the Tigers payroll compared to everybody else's in the league over the last ten years. It's been doing nothing but going up every year. This is the first year since 2006 that they've said, we're going to cut payroll. It's gone up every year. The whole reason Illich doesn't spend with the Red Wings like he used to is because they implemented a salary cap after the 2004-2005 lockout. Now, once you introduce a salary cap, you tie the hands of the teams. They can't spend like drunken sailors on leave. But even before they had a salary cap, he wasn't doing... Who, what, who, Illich?
0: You're yes, insane. You're insane.
1: the? Juan Gonzalez.
0: Season?
1: Juan Gonzalez. Let's just, dude, don't even, I'm not, if you think the Illich didn't spend with the Red Wings, then you need to adjust, the, 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 your helmet you have to wear for your own safety, the strap is too tight. I'm not even going to argue with you on that. But I'm going to point out, bef- baseball, no salary cap. They have a luxury tax. You spend over X amount, you have to pay a luxury tax. Okay, yeah, he wasn't dumping $200 million per year into his teams back in the day, but he was not shy about giving out contracts. Juan Gonzalez, Bobby Higginson, these guys got huge contracts and, retur- and, and not even worth half of what they were paid.
0: They sure did. I remember the Juan Gonzalez, they were talking, at least it was the biggest contract they'd given a Tiger player
2: in my lifetime up to that point. All right, so he's not cheap. Then what is it? Because they always, they never had the right places, the right people in the right places at the same time. It's the same. The the thing I'll give you,
0: back in the day, now not so much. Maybe even a little, is you're spending your money in the wrong places. You know, like I think the 2012 Tigers, you could have that that team would have done what it did without Prince Fielder. It could have been somebody.
1: This is the, if you really want. Okay, if you really want, what was going on here was a deal, and and, this, and all I can speak on are the Tigers and the Red Wings. The Red Wings had no salary cap. Mike Illich took over the Red Wings, and Mike Illich said, "I'm going to build this team from the dead things to one of the elite teams, hockey destinations in all of the league," and he did it. And then he did that before they started winning. When, they, when he traded Primo and coffee away for Shanahan to the Whalers, Shanahan, they sent Redbird 1 out to pick up Shanahan, and he was literally on there, like their little Red Wings glasses they serve on the, on the private jet. He goes, was, he was, I was shoving them in my pocket because I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but I'm playing for the Red Wings. That's how big of a deal it was, that's how much of a destination they were. Illich saw the writing on the wall that the NHL was going to. The next time the CBA came up in the mid 2000s, that they were going to the NHL was going to fight for a salary cap. He saw the writing on the wall. So in 2004, he signed Pudge Rodriguez for money. 2005, he signed Maglio Ordóñez and Troy Percival for big money. Percival was just—he's old, worn out, whatever. Ordóñez, his knee was. Healing up, but then also he had that hernia for the first half of the season, and it was a, from someone who's had that hernia. It affects your core muscles. It affects everything. But he started building that team for when the two thousand four two thousand five NHL lockout came and the two thousand five two thousand six season would start. There would be a salary cap. He started building the Tigers to where I can spend the money I used to spend on the Red Wings on the Tigers. And that's what he started doing, and he's been doing it for every year, more and more, for the last decade. So you're saying it's a scouting issue, not a money issue? I'm definitely saying it's a scouting issue. The Red Wings have the Red Wings have made the playoffs and have been the team they've been because the the GM has been smart enough to hire the scouts they have, and they have they have went and drafted players that nobody wanted. Datsuk was like. A fifth, sixth round pick. He was an afterthought. Same thing with Zetterberg. I mean, these guys were not like superstar, high rated picks. They weren't Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby. They weren't camp miss people. These were these were guys that half the teams were going. Really, that's who the Red Wings drafted. But the Red Wings made such a habit of picking guys, and finding diamonds in the rough with their scouting departments. The scouting department that they went, oh shit! So they started taking notice. Now, if you want, now once again, Red Wings through the through the nineties and the early two thousands, unlimited spending, as much as Illich wanted to spend, he could and he did. Salary cap hits. He switched that over oh, that mentality over to the to the Tigers, and that's what he's been doing ever since, up to this year, and even right now, <laughs> even right now, it's not a given they're going to cut payroll drastically. It's just rumors and, 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 and hearsay and scuttlebutt up here that they're shopping Miggy and Verlander and J.D. Martinez because, well, the word around town is he's, he's dumped millions and millions and millions of dollars into this team over the last decade with nothing to show for it. And for the first time in a decade, attendance went down last season. And when attendance goes down, you know what that means? His profit goes down. He can't spend as much as he was spending. He's been losing money between these two teams for years.
0: <laughs> these beers are a dollar more next season. That's what it means.
1: I mean, baseball is a little bit different. Hockey, you don't hockey players when they make the playoffs. They, they don't get paid. They get paid their salary during the regular season. They get their bonuses and their incentives at, after the playoffs are done with. And if they have playoff bonuses and incentives, they get them then. So owners make their money during the hockey season, during the playoffs. That's how come when the Wings were making deep runs every year, he could still spend like that. Now that they've been getting bounced out and he has a salary cap, he can't spend like that. Yes, it's it's, it's, it's been bad drafting. It's been bad scouting. It's been piss poor management, at least on the Tigers' end, of their minor league system and giving up the minor guys from the minors. We had Andrew Miller. We had Cameron Maven. We had Rick Purcell, Purcell, Purcell. Yeah. We we had those guys. We had Scherzer for a song. We got him for a song from Arizona. Nobody, wanted, nobody else wanted him. It was a three-team trade, us, the Yankees, and in, in, in Arizona, and we got the best of that trade. I mean, it, it's just... We had all that, and we basically gave them all away. Now, granted, we traded Miller and Maven for Miggy. I think that was a good trade. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you telling me right now the team wouldn't love to have a guy like, like Andrew Miller sitting in the bullpen, a workhorse, like especially he is, that he's proven through this last playoff run for Cleveland? I mean, that's some Oral Hershiser type shit. Like, I just pitched a... I just started yesterday. I'll come in and pitch a couple innings for you in relief. Put me in, Tommy. So, yeah, dude. it's it's it, it, That's what it is. It's the breakdown from the top to the bottom. It's not that he won't spend money. Now, the Fords and the NFL, all I can say is that you got a fucking a salary cap. And, yes, the, the shit's been restructured since the lockout cost him the preseason or most of the preseason, whatever it was, a couple years ago, five years ago. And they've, they've, they've kind of calmed down on the rookie salaries. I mean, there's a rookie salary cap now. You can't make more than this no matter how high of a pick you were. First overall pick, you can't make more than X. It's a max. They had to do that because teams were going broke betting on their future, and if they had a, if they had a Ryan Leaf-type bust, they were fucked for a decade. I'm. My point is, you're saying, and I agree with you. Okay, they haven't had more than one or two players on offense, one or two players on defense, all at the same time. Well, that's because they they don't have as good of front office as teams like Pittsburgh. Definitely, New England falls into that category. I mean, who else is who else has been perennial contenders for the last decade? Seattle. You can make that argument about Seattle, even.
0: Yeah. They've been, to, they've been to lots of NFC championship games, and they were, what, uh, 15 seconds away from
1: repeating? And they were at Super Bowl 40, and they were in two more Super Bowls after that. Mm-hmm. Three Super Bowls in 10 years isn't bad for a team. Especially the NFL, you know. You know better than I do. You're a bigger NFL fan than I am. NFL windows are a lot smaller than people give them credit for. Then we really need to restructure the hierarchy in Detroit.
2: You do for, for all Detroit teams because you see it come together so well when they get it right, but more often than not, they're wrong. Um, the Red Wings—you saw it come together with you know the like I said, the Russian Five, Iserman, his line, you know it—that whole team was just wow. Um, you know. With the Detroit Pistons in the early 2000s, you 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 know the our starting five was the best starting five in basketball, and it was full of people like you said, Rich. That people were like, who they took who for what reason, and in, th- we showed them the reason. Do more often people. than not. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You just more often than not they get it wrong. They get that one person. They get the Calvin Johnson, and then what? Nothing
1: also, Dumars, he struck lightning with that going to work 2004 Pistons team. That's not going to happen more than once or twice. It was X amount of percentage skill, X amount of percentage luck. And, he, I mean, you, look at the moves he made. He tried. It, Dumars, I, I, say what you will about him as a, as a general manager, he at least tried to keep making moves to keep the Pistons somewhat relevant. And they went to how many Eastern Conference Championship finals in a row? What was it, four? Yeah. Yeah, They made two two NBA finals back-to-back. I think it might have been more than four. It might have even been five or six. They Mm -hmm. had a hell of a run there, even if it is four. And two finals appearances in one championship. That's a damn good run for a... They are definitely not a top-tier team as far as media market. No. So that's, that's damn good. That's like Kansas City making the, the World Series two years in a row and winning one. That's like the, the, right there is an argument that anyone who says you need a salary cap to compete, that right there, you just point to those two, two people and go, or two teams. Well, actually, I think the NBA does, does have a salary cap. But you point a team at those two teams and go, you don't need to have a team full of superstars need to have a team full of motherfuckers who want to win more than anything else. Well, now you're talking about Moneyball. Well, I mean, that's that's more of a crunch the numbers and mathematically, that's like with the shift. Okay, well, we know that 90% of the time he's a left-handed deadpool hitter, so we're going to shift the infield. What happens about that 1% of the time he goes opposite field? You're fucked. You're playing the odds.
0: Well, I think Moneyball is proven it can get you there, but it can't. Get, it can't go all the way. I, I mean...
1: It can get you there, time? but it can't get you over the hump.
0: Yeah, I mean, how many times did D.A.s make the playoffs and lose? A lot. Yeah.
1: In fact, that was Houston Street that gave up the home run, walk-off home run to Maglio Ordonez, and he was pitching for the Oakland A's in 2006. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he sure was. <laughs> but, hey, we've been in Detroit for a minute with the NFL. I mean, let's, let's, let's hit the bullet points this weekend... Or last weekend, or both, real quick before we get onto the picks here. Uh, I mean, uh, what we got a we got a quarterback controversy in LA already.
2: How is that a controversy? Uh, I, I mean, mean, it's 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 not. I I can't even begin to see where he's th- he buckled. Jeff Fisher buckled.
0: Is this is
2: he shutting the fans up? Is he like here? No, final no, start. no. I don't think he has the call. I think this came from higher up. But
0: they won this weekend, like I don't understand
2: I, I honestly think somebody in the higher office said dude, we drafted this man first round, first pick, get him in the game Carson Wentz went second and he's doing okay in Philly we gotta do something our fans want this, do it But, the, but make a change after a loss Hey, I'm with you I, I just don't think this is Jeff Fisher's call I, I think he he had to have buckled to higher ups. I don't see Jeff Fisher pulling Case Keenum and putting in Jared Gulf. I, I can't see it.
1: I, I think if if the front office the Rams front office had told Fisher or if it had gotten leaked from the front office that this was his last year he'd have told him fuck you and he'd have played who he wanted. I think he thinks he has job security if he placates the front office and so that's why the number one overall pick's going going in next week i mean that's that's what i think
2: you're talking about you know quarterbacks you have romo come out and endorse stack as their starting qb romo
0: really they're eight and one what are you going to say what can you say in that position if you say anything else but what he said you're an asshole
1: well we'll get to the romo thing but i i i agree with you earl i think i think the front office was like excuse me you're our head coach you will play the number one overall pick. Because right now, you have job security. If you don't listen to us, you will be looking for another job next year. That's, I don't even think that's a conspiracy theory. That happens all the time. You just look at Jerry Jones and to see it happening all the time.
0: Yeah, Uncle Jerry. Who, who sure changed his tune <laughs> once the Cowboys were, what, they were 6-1 and one at the bye?
2: Yeah, that... L.A. just pressured him enough to say, we're, we're putting in the number one pick. We spent all this money on him. Do your job as a coach. Coach him up to the best you can be this season. It's already a, a wash this season. Put him in there. Get him some game time experience. We'll go from there.
0: Or maybe front office has been busting his balls, and he's like, fine, here. Here you go. you will shit the bed, and then i will go back to Case Keenum.
2: That could be going on, too. Everybody's seen what Jared Goff's capable of, and it's not much. It really isn't. So unless he's really buckled down and, and honed in his great you know qualities as a quarterback, we're not going to see anything different. All right. I mean, it, at this point, it's starting to look like a Jamarcus Russell situation to me. Ooh. Those are fighting words. Fighting words I want. It's the same thing. He, he uh, no, sat I mean, out 90%. Uh... He sent out over fifty percent of the season, almost. I'm
0: not saying to with come, me, I'm saying if you're an NFL quarterback, you call me Jamarcus Russell. I'm like,
2: Ooh, hey, easy. Hey, I, I pruise in the pudding. Prove me wrong. Get out there and do something different than what you've been doing.
0: What next? You call me Ryan Leaf?
2: No, Ryan Leaf started it. That wasn't no. But it's to me, it just looks like the same track that Jamarcus Russell took. Jamarcus Russell wasn't a good quarterback. I mean, he was decent at best, but he's not NFL caliber. And he got out there after waiting his turn and just totally blew it. And then down away, you know, Russell went. Well, uh, let's move on to a quarterback
0: who's not blowing it. Mentioned him already a couple times. Alluded to him. Dak Prescott. Getting the endorsement from Uncle Tony. (laughs)
2: The Dallas Cowboys the Dallas Cowboys are treating Dak Prescott as the second coming of um, oh fuck, I just lost his name. Well, they're number one in Aikman. Yeah, Troy Aikman. They're number one in the power rankings. They can.
0: They're eight and one. They're now the best team in, in NFL football. I haven't said that since before my voice changed. Like, <laughs> quite honestly, I mean, it's you know, I'm sure Michael Irvin's got a lot of blood in his penis every Sunday morning now. <laughs> you know, now that the Dallas Cowboys are back on top, I mean, I, I'm telling you, every Cowboys game that I've seen, Tony Romo looks just awfully. That, that headset looks good on you, Tony. Might want to just keep it on.
1: By the, the way, backs coach. Someone from the front office said that Tony Romo is going to make a hell of an offensive coordinator one day.
0: There you go. He's already he's already wearing the
2: headset. Well, I mean, not just that. I, I look at the Dallas Cowboys when, he, when they were with Romo and when they're with Dak. They have a different swagger. The, I, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination. I really, I, it's not Got that it. I don't like them. I just, I don't come close to liking
0: them. As I, someone who watches other football games every week, I can tell you they look like a completely different team this year. They, look they like do. They Dallas Cowboys football team that I haven't seen as an adult.
2: They have a different swagger. It just seemed like Dallas always waited. They knew, that whole team knew, there was going to come a moment, uh, you know, Tony Romo was going to get hit, and he wasn't getting up. Their backup was coming in, and there went the freaking game. With Dak, it looks like they're rallied, their morale is rallied. And they're they're pumped, and they're like, okay, I'm going to take this hit, and it's going to mean something because I'm going to win this game at the end of it. I'm going to be pulled ahead, and and my leader back there is going to do what's right by us. And Jason Witten, as old as he is, is running faster, harder, hitting, jumping, you know. He's having a renaissance year. And it just looks like the morale has been rallied around Dak because he is a good leader. He is a good quarterback. He does make smart decisions, you know, and it just. It, it really looked like it, like you said, it was a different team because they know now that he's going to take a hit if he takes a hit, he'll get back up, and it' only really piss him off. And while we're talking about the cowboys,
0: Zeke, man, oh man, that guy, you know that guy looks like he could and, am I throwing out Hall of Fame too quickly? Just with the the ability you see in that guy every week?
2: A little too quick for the Hall of Fame, but he has definitely proven his worth. Uh, you know, we were talking about Jared Golf in the, in the pick status of the draft. Zeke proved that he should have been number one, hands down. That's oh. fun. Yeah, mean, but they got Gurley.
1: They don't need another running back. Ty Gurley's in Rams. Yeah. And if and they pick Goff this year. If they oh, pick Zeke this year. Yeah, but I know, but you said that Zeke Ezekiel Elliott's proving that he should have went number one overall. Number one try, overall would have been to the to the Rams. Why would the I, Rams pick have Gurley and Zeke on the same fucking team? Trade could have been made.
0: Just, like, yeah, because then you, you trade one of them away. You know. But uh I mean, dude, like Ezekiel Elliott I mean, is there, anyone else, is there anyone else in the conversation for Rookie of the Year? Maybe Dak. But is there? Is there, anyone else, is there anyone else not wearing a Dallas Cowboys uniform in the conversation for Rookie of the Year?
2: No. No, I don't think
0: so.
1: No, and, and to be honest with you, Dak is winning, but he ain't putting up them numbers like, like Elliot is.
0: Oh, I am a fantasy owner. Oh, he is putting up the numbers.
1: Who, Dak or Zeke? Uh, Zeke. I was gonna say yeah, man. I mean dude, it's like if you look at wrote, the top I rolled the dice top, and I drafted him first man. If you look at the top passer top running back top wide receiver goes Matty Ice Ezekiel Elliott Julio Jones and Matty Ice and Julio Jones. That's That's a third of, of Matty Ice's yards to Julio Jones and Ezekiel. Elliott has more yards on the ground than Julio Jones has in the air. So uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's freak. That's all you can really say. That's all you can really say. And I, I think once again, Earl, ice it baby. Uh, he's he's kind of lucky that this is the year that quarterbacks are getting lit to fuck up like Christmas trees. Because if this was an air game league like it's been for you know the last decade plus, you know the the quarterback era. He might not be getting as many attempts as he's getting.
2: It's not so much the attempts that he's getting. It's what he does when he gets the attempts. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that, just
0: Look at, that look look at the end game, of that game.
2: Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. That game was sick. Now, that hands down best game I've watched personally this season. Like, that I've watched.
0: Yeah. yeah. If there's I'd, been a better I'd, game, I'd I didn't watch it. Yeah. No, because I'd resigned. Like, I left and went to the store. I'm like, well, there you go. Dallas Romo's gonna start next week. You're you're finally taking a loss. There's Jerry's excuse. <laughs> and then I'm keeping up with the updates on my phone. I'm like, holy fuck! I left too early. <laughs>
1: Why well, I, I hit the I hit the group chat up, and I was like, this is this game's a motherfucker, man. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. How- I I I can't.
0: It and what? it's not like. like- it's not like Zeke's been doing it against shitty defenses either. He's been doing it against teams known for their defenses too. It doesn't matter if you got Cleveland or Philly out there, he's going to fucking
2: just bust you for a whole bunch of yards. Zeke came out of college exactly who he was. He did this at Ohio State. But, you know, everybody's like that. Rookie, you know, rookie year, you got to make the transition, and I told you so many weeks ago now, they've made him comfortable. Dallas has assured him and showed him we will protect you, we will make sure you get your running lanes. And, and it goes back to that confidence level and, and the frame of mind that if he's got that in his head, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay, I'm going to take this ball and I'm going to run and my teammates are going to do what they're supposed to and I'm going to make it out the end of this without injury. And it is going to take something massive to break that. From a player standpoint, you can't get a better player. I don't care who the player is. If he if he was a walk-on, if he was a first-round pick, it doesn't matter. Once you get that instilled in a player's head, he's going to be amazing because of his mindset when he walks on the field. It isn't a cocky, self centered, I'm the shit. No, it's a team mentality that they've got your back. And no matter what happens, you're coming out the other side without injury. We got you. And he's running like it. And speaking of we got you, Denver's defense.
0: Doing it again. Like who Yeah, we'll win this one. You get the
2: next who's, who's Denver's defensive coordinator? Uh, Wilson. Uh, no, uh, what's his name? He went down, he got hit, and went to the hospital. Phillips.
0: That's Oh, it. Wade Phillips. Yeah, because you got Gary Kubiak's coach, Wade Phillips. Yeah, remember the Wade, the Wade Phillips era in Dallas didn't work out so well, but apparently, hell of a defensive coordinator.
2: No, he yes. isn't.
0: Look at the defense
2: that the Broncos have. That saying, team is littered with all-stars.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you got to control those egos.
2: That's, that's like saying the all-star coach in, in, in any sport is, is the best coach that you could possibly have. No, he's not. Look at the team. But there's something to be said for getting
0: egos, massive egos, to work together in a cohesive unit like that.
2: Okay, and when he was on Dallas Cowboys, he couldn't even get Romo and Des Bryant to work together.
0: Well, that's what same. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator because he's got the backup of Kubiak. Because Kubiak had the fucking... The Texans, when their defense was the shit.
2: And all I'm saying is it's the team mentality on the field. Those boys came together a long time before Phillips came there and was like, look, we're going to do this. We're going to do this right. And it just so happened they had Peyton Manning as a quarterback on the other end. And they go out there and they play team defense every week. Sometimes we can sometimes it don't. They're making Trevor
0: Simeon look like he's a fucking all star. <laughs> and he's not. Like, Denver's defense has been winning most of their games.
2: I don't think they're making Trevor Simeon look like an all-star. Everybody sees what's going on. In okay. Denver.
0: They're making him look competent. Like, oh, hey. You can just put anybody back there.
2: I mean, that's we'll a win. really depends on who you talk to, because you could put a monkey on in QB in Denver right now and win because of that defense. That's racist. You said
0: Monkey. Oh. Didn't, Howard Cosell, didn't Howard Cosell lose his job for that?
1: Look at that little monkey go.
2: I think that's yeah. what he said. Then in that case, I'm going to throw out Rutgers. That's some nappy-headed women. <laughs> <laughs> he said "hose," but... <laughs> nappy-headed hose. I can't believe I missed a nappy-headed hose on TV. I can't. I just... Wow. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Oh, Mitt... Minnesota continues
0: to be who we thought they were, or who I thought they were anyway.
2: Who I called that they were. The implosion has begun, and it just is going down.
0: Man, you were talking about purple rain and all that shit back when they were rolling. I've been screaming I'm not buying it since the beginning of the season.
2: All right, and I told
0: you when they started to implode that it was coming. The Eagles de them, and it's been going downhill ever since.
2: And, and Bon Voyage, because that, that rose my Lions to number one. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, super. it's
0: the year. Super Bowl champion, Detroit Lions, 2016. With how it's many year.
2: all-stars on the team?
0: <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump and the Cubs. It's got to be the Lions here. Uh, but but, but, but uh, before we move on to the picks, I mean, should we talk about the Super Bowl rematch? That Sunday night game. Not as good as the Dallas Pittsburgh game. It's a pretty goddamn good game. Yeah, yeah. That's all yeah. you got. <laughs> That's all you got. Your boy okay. Billy B. Your other boy Tom.
1: <laughs> I, I forgot who says going to come down to kickers in that game.
0: Me. That's wrong. I know we're yeah. recording. My bad. <laughs> I just thought I thought it was going to be a fucking defensive battle.
2: Yeah, I, I, that was that was a game of a whole lot of what-the-fuckings right there. I, I couldn't, I just, every time I got an update, I was like, what? Yeah, but Seattle pulled it out this time when it didn't count.
0: Well, I guess it still counts. But, uh, you know, you got to wonder how much, mo- <clears throat> excuse me, you got to wonder just how pissed Marshawn Lynch was after that Super Bowl. He doesn't talk to the media anyway, but yeah. Well, that's that's rehashing old shit. Let's move on to the picks. Uh, so, oh no, 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 no movement. Uh, don't worry. It looks early still first place. you at six hundred. All right, Rich still in second, five forty-one. I'm at five thirty-four. Okay, Thursday night we have an NFC. No. Is it just NFC South, right? Carolina and New Orleans? That's a division?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, new Orleans. I mean, both teams have losing records, but just from the the good old. Oh, wait, damn it. Tradition. It's a new tradition. I'm forgetting. Earl, pick the order.
2: Uh, I'm going to go uh, me, Rich, and Chris. That's how I'm going to have that. All right. Saints, Panthers. Panthers are at home. Yeah, I'm going with the Panthers. I think uh, Newton can cry all he wants, but uh, he he's got to show something. I uh, I don't think uh, Drew Brees has what it takes to get past the Panthers' defense.
1: Hmm. Well, right off the bat, gonna pick against you. Yeah, I'm going uh, going the Saints. I just, I just I'm over the Panthers this season.
0: <clears throat> yeah, um, going with the eyeball test. The Saints playing better football than the Panthers. You you got Brandon Cooks going deep for a score each game. When Cooks isn't getting the ball, Willie Snead is. Uh, Ingram is finally being the player who he was supposed to have been for like the last five years. I'm picking the Saints.
2: Ingram ain't gonna make a dent in that Panthers defense, guys. I'm telling you. I don't see this. I don't see the same Panthers defense I saw last year. That's well, part thing. of them's gone. You know, you got Josh Norman and on the Washington Redskins, and I mean, you know, things happen. But they're still a good team. They're still a great defense. Saints, not so much. Great defense. It's <laughs> lost six games, but uh...
0: all right. Next, Steelers, Browns. Steelers coming off that fantastic game last week. Yeah,
2: oh, dude. You know, <laughs> Mike Tomlin has a lot st- still to go. He, he he tried to toughen up last week, and uh, he he has a lot to go to to get that team in any kind of shape to win anything. But even at that, he's still going to beat Cleveland Steelers.
1: Yeah, uh, Cleveland's already said. Fans have already said they're going to a well, percentage of them. They're going to hold a parade if they go zero sixteen. Celebrating the fact <laughs> that they went zero in sixteen.
2: Well, you join the Lions. I need somebody
1: to beat Cleveland
2: because I want that one. The Lions <laughs> got that one, and I want it so bad.
1: Uh, well, they're not going to—they're not going to get their win this week. The Steelers are just going to bump on them, and Steelers are pissed about that Monday night loss. That's all I'm saying. Yes, they are. That is a team that is upset.
0: Uh, truth be told, I didn't even wait for you guys to make your picks. I wrote in Steelers for all three of us. so yeah Yeah, yeah, that's somebody to take their frustrations out on it's gonna be fucking ugly on Sunday they're coming off that bad beat to the Cowboys it's gonna be fucking ugly in Cleveland on Sunday and it's not gonna be just the women alright moving on Ravens heading into the Jerry Dome taking on the Cowboys
2: yeah this is actually gonna be a good game and it's unfortunate because the Ravens were trying to come out of the cellar they were trying to put together you know a kind of a good season I mean they're really trying it ain't gonna happen against the Cowboys that's where the buck stops going Cowboys
1: yeah uh, Ravens have always kind of been my unofficial AFC team so I've had a soft spot for him and if you really think back a with the picks this season, I've picked, I've picked them when I really should have picked against them. There's no way in hell I'm picking the Ravens on this game. It's, yeah, it's the Cowboys. It was, I will say it will be interesting if Prescott, now that he's been anointed by Romo, and and the, the torch has been passed, if he ends up just fucking choking.
2: I would like to see him come out and go, that's fucking right. That's, this is why you endorse me. Set your punk ass down and talk on the headset to somebody who cares.
1: <laughs> I, I would yeah. love to see that. Yeah, I'm Willie really Beeman. Your cap. Just get on the sideline with the headset cap.
2: Tell me, tell me how good I look throwing this ball.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my uh, just review on the Ravens this year has been would be meh. Uh, I am a lot an, of own, yeah, but I'm an owner of the Baltimore. Ravens defense in my fantasy football league, and they've been uh, kind of whooping ass about the last month. I think this game is going to be. I think this is going to be. Uh, we just talked, we just sucked his dick for a good five minutes, but I think this game is going to be a test for Zeke. Uh, if he comes out of the other end of this game with, you know, huge stats, I think it's going to legitimize him. Uh, going with the Cowboys, though. I just talked all that shit about the Ravens' defense, but, you know, if they stop Zeke on the ground, I mean, Dak's been connecting with Dez, he's been connecting with Cole Beasley, Witten, all of a sudden, having a year, like five years ago, Uh, going with the Cowboys. Next up, haha, <laughs> the home game. Jacksonville heading into Ford Field to face the Detroit Lions.
2: Anybody? First
0: place Detroit Lions
2: anybody Mueller unfortunately I've said it before I'll say it again Jacksonville has a lot of talent no coaching they can't get the job done they, they remind me so much of the Lions it's unreal a lot of talent can't get it to come together on the field um, I'm hoping we don't need a, a Stafford rescue in the fourth quarter but we might and he's proven it time and again. He'll be there. So, Lions. Yeah.
1: I. Even though the Lions <laughs> backed up Ash first in the first place in traditional Lions style, I can't pick against them in this game. Jacksonville is just... Uh, I mean, it goes Dolphins, Tampa Bay, and that other team in Florida. And, yeah. So, give me the Lions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville last year showed signs of cohesiveness, uh, but, uh, yeah, this year, I mean, they're back to being what they're supposed to be. Uh, taking the Lions. Next up, Titans at the Colts. Titans are 5-5. Five and five. Colts are 4-5, and five, surprisingly. After their really shitty start. This uh, is a
2: game that, when I was in Tennessee, I, I was... 100% what the fuck it's. because I swore luck was going to continue his getting hit and getting up and go, where'd the ball go but that's not what happened Marcus Mariota what disappeared the first time they played I, I don't I have no idea this is 100% a coin flip I don't know Colts I don't know well you said
0: Colts so I'm writing it down
2: yeah write it down I don't know I have no <laughs> idea
1: <laughs> okay I have had an abusive relationship with the Colts <laughs> all season long. They've hit me. They've belittled me in public. They don't like my mother. They're just a horrible, horrible person to be in a relationship with. Here's the deal: it's, it, it would be a coin flip, except for I just can't, I can't pick the Colts, but I can't not pick the Colts. So, all right, Earl, what are you picking? I'm gonna say this. I'm doing this for our for our our, 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 our listeners. If you're near some place where you can bet money on a sports book, because I'm not picking the Colts, put money on the Colts. Because I just guaranteed a Colts victory because they do the exact opposite of whatever I pick, and I can't pick them to tie, even though that it, they should be a, we should be on the table after the season we've had so far. Just say.
2: sounded like me in Pennsylvania. <laughs>
1: Dude, we all got our problem children this year. Uh, it's the Jets, the Colts, and the entire state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, well, uh, it's just October. It, you know, the room really started getting tied together in Tennessee. All right? They've been uh, they've been coming together. Uh, Mariota's uh, congealing into a you know, solid NFL quarterback. Demarco Murray finding his
2: groove and picking the Titans. You do know the Titans lost to the Colts when they were at Tennessee, right? Yeah. And now they're in Indy. I'm aware. Okay, dokie. Hey, remember your reaction last week when I
0: said Iowa? You went, really? Just <laughs> say, it's football, man. <laughs> Next up, Bills and the Bengals. Bengals <laughs> are at home. See? Bengals, one of the teams of having the dubious distinction of having a dash one after their record they got three columns
2: the Bengals is is my Jets the Bengals is my Colts for you guys I want to pick them I I, want to say they're good I want to say they have a team I want to say there's talent and it's coached right I want to say all that but week after week it keeps proving me wrong and I'm like what the hell's going on I think the Bills have become much stronger, more organized as the weeks went on. I got to go with the Bills. I I don't know what's happening in in Cincinnati.
1: I'm sorry you broke up.
2: I said I got to go with the Bills because I don't know what happens in Cincinnati. I I just I can't.
1: Yeah, Cincinnati's left me underwhelmed all year long, And, and. the fact that Sexy Rexy and, and, and his Bills are on the road, I don't think that really bothers him or them. So, I mean, I'm not, like, ecstatic, jumping up and down, and I'm picking the Bills. But, yeah, and in the end, that is my pick.
0: I'm going with the Bengals. Uh-oh. It's just the Bills have no receiving core. They're on, like... They're on, like, guys you've never heard of. All right? And Shady McCoy, his health has been... His health and his performance have been spotty. Going with the Bengals, they got AJ Green. They got See, a nice See, that's attack. what I kept saying. They got a nice. They got a nice dual back attack going with uh, Bernard and Hill. I like Cincinnati's chances of winning this game more than I like Buffalo's chances of winning this game. <laughs> so I'm picking the Bengals. Next up, oh, sorry, Rich. Buccaneers heading into Arrowhead Stadium, taking on the
2: Chiefs. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, no. Mm -mm. Chiefs.
1: That's it? I got no. (laughs) That's it? No, no. You're not going to give me a reason why?
2: I just don't think Jameis Winston's going to be able to beat the corners of the Chiefs. I... I, (laughs) I don't think the line for the Buccaneers is gonna hold Don Terry Poe and and that defensive line. Basically, defense. Chiefs got it and Tampa can't stop it.
1: (sighs) Yeah. I Chiefs. I I I can't even I can't even I can't even try to come up with some bullshit reason to even sit here and and make a case for the (laughs) (laughs) Bucks. like I was thinking about it it's talking about I was trying to buy more time and it just he kept talking I'm like he's right what are we even talking about this for <laughs> I think we see Alex
0: Smith and Spencer Ware have career days
1: Goddamn! really you gotta rub it in like that
0: well, I do <laughs> say someone had to do it right
1: The right. Bill Hicks built the cripples and dance too <laughs> you gotta rub it in <laughs> All right, the Bears
0: heading to Jersey, taking on the Giants.
2: Giants, Eli's my boy. He's a shit. He's got a great receiving core. Go Giants! Woo-hoo.
1: Yeah, low energy, Eli. Definitely.
2: <laughs> low energy, Eli.
1: Dude, tell me his expression never changes. He's like the Freddie Prince Jr. of the NFL. His expression hey, never changes.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. We're not gonna. Bring, I'm picking the Giants. We're not. Gonna, we didn't bring up Odell doing his little thriller dance in the end zone the other
2: day. Dude, just that for was the extra- record, I, I hate Eli. I hate his receiving core. I don't care about the Giants. I just ain't picking the toilet bowl.
0: <laughs> I was mildly entertained by Odell the other day with the thriller dance. That was, that was one of the more creative touchdown celebrations.
1: Oh, uh, oh next- wait wait, minute. Real quick, I just thought of this. I can't believe I, th- I didn't think of this. Was- maybe a little tiny bright spot for the Buccaneers. Doug Martin comes back this week. (laughs) He'll be be injured next week. (laughs) Might get three plays out of him before he's back (laughs) on injured reserve.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Him and Jamal Charles, they probably, like, just get... Push wheelchairs together. Yeah, they get adjoining suites at the hospital. All right, next up, Cardinals, Vikings, Vikings... Five and four, but those four have all been in a row, haven't they?
2: they I think they have. Yes, they have. Implosion.
0: Cardinals uh, four, four, and one. Vikings at home.
2: Oh. Vikings are in a nosedive, man. They're trying to pull out. They're trying to twist out, trying to get back to where they were at the start of the season, and they just can't. Oh. <sighs> Being a home, and I do believe in the Purple Rain defense. That defense was hugely, hugely uh, dominant. I just, you can't overcome, and Detroit's taught me this, you can't overcome not having an offensive line unless you have somebody like Barry Sanders. And they did, and he's on the injured reserve, so he's out. I got to go Cardinals.
1: Yes, I'm going Cardinals as well. Uh, I just, uh, Minnesota is, that is, that is bad. You start off that strong, a stumble is one or two games. Four games in a row? Yeah. That's, you better pull up on that stick and and just pray for the best. So, until they do that, and they prove they can do that, give me the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, pull up on the stick. They're putting on your parachute.
0: Yeah, it's, you know. We don't like being in lockstep, but, I mean, it's over in Minnesota. I had Carson Palmer, uh, David Johnson. That's all I got to say. Cardinals. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Larry Fitz. All right. D- the Dolphins at the Rams.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was like a Mufasa moment. Ooh, say it again. <laughs> Yeah, I. uh, This. Oh, if there's a shit bowl, this is it. I thought I thought it was gonna be the Colts game, but oh my goodness. Oh, I've I've talked down about them, and I'm gonna talk down about them. But this is open season for Cameron Wake and Indominus Kinsu. If they ever wanted to make a statement for their position in Miami, this will be the game. You're gonna take a rookie's first start and just come unhinged. They're gonna to try to double team them. They don't. The Rams don't even have close to the minimum power to double team both of those guys. Yeah, Jer. Welcome to the NFL, rookie.
1: Dolphins. Yeah, it's just. I'm, do you think they're gonna get one of those 2004 like sacks? that they got against Eli Manning? Like, that the, the Philly got against Eli where he just, I mean, it rocked him. Do you think they're going to get that on Golf, or do you think he's just going to, like, fall over? Like Brett Favre and it's Michael Strahan coming in for the...
2: I think Jared Goff's going to get hit so hard that he lines up and puts his hands under the guard's ass. <laughs> that's that's what I see happening. By the time those that team's done with him this Sunday, he, they're, they're, he's going to be facing the wrong way.
1: I love when that happens by the way. It's hilarious when that happens. It's like What was that Just fight that you happens. watch what was that fight you watch back in the day where the guy gets knocked out and then they are asking him, Okay, so how many fingers are gonna hold up? What state are you in? He's like, I don't know, what state am I in? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, everything you guys said. Dolphins.
2: Alright, next up. Hit so hard he forgot he was starting. The offense goes back on the field without him. (laughs) Next up, one of the
0: longer road games you can have in the NFL. Patriots heading to San Francisco to face 49ers. Are you kidding me? It's on the list, I have to ask.
2: Uh, Their logo has the American flag. This game's over before it starts. Oh, Jesus. All right, Captain America. I'm going to make fun of him until he does something. I'm just saying.
1: All right, well, anyways, yeah, Pats.
0: Yeah, I, this is another one. I, do, I pre-wrote all of our responses before we
2: gave them. And <laughs> all fun games aside with the kneeling and everything, it, uh, it can it not make more sense to go with the Pats here? Chip Kelly has no idea what he's doing in San Francisco. I'm not going to debate whether he's a good coach or not. Can he do it or not? Can he do it with a different team? I don't care. In San Francisco, he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Period. I don't think he has any idea what he's doing in the pros. <laughs> All right. And Tom
0: Brady, he's going to throw a touchdown, scream America. All he does it is we're wearing an American flag as a cake. America! <laughs>
1: They're going to ask him if he voted for Trump, and he's going to say my, my wife ordered me not to talk about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Eagles at the Seahawks next guys
2: oh shit I'm going to go Seahawks and everybody else pick against me because I can't pick Pittsburgh I can't pick I can't pick Pennsylvania period so I'm going to go Seahawks it makes sense they got the better defense their offense is straightening up a bit Russell Wilson's trying to get back on track I I, I, it's going to be a good game Both got great defense, you know, decent offenses. They're at home. The 12th man's on the field. Seahawks. But I can't pick fucking Pennsylvania, so whatever.
1: I'm going Seahawks, but I... I, Sorry, dude. I can't let your inability to pick the state of Pennsylvania fuck with my picks. My reason is because that defense is starting to get that chip on their shoulder. And that defense loves having that chip on their shoulder. So... Yeah, that right there. Bad news for the Eagles. That's just not good for them. It's the Seahawks.
0: Now this, I mean, at this time, this is going to be battle of the kickers. Like the the uh, Phillies defense is, my opinion. Now that we've seen uh, a little bit more out of Carson Wentz, has been propping that guy up. Uh, that Phillies running backs. Uh, Philly's defense is just beastly this year, but the Seahawks' defense has just been what they've always been. But in the end, I mean, I think Russell Wilson's going to be like, hey, nice mustache, ruck, and Seahawks are going to win this game. <laughs> Next up, Sunday night matchup. Eh, what a... Can they reschedule this? Or do they not want the Seahawks to have the night game two weeks in a row? Packers at the Seahawks. But... No, Packers, at the, Packers at the Redskins Yes. Uh, Redskins have the better record in this game
2: Yeah, because we haven't even talked about the Packers Lately, I mean we talked about them a little bit last week But what the hell I mean, like I said This is either going to make them jump out and go Yes sir, Mr. Rogers, you are absolutely right Or, or like any given Sunday, well, do it your damn self and it was a do-it-your-damn-self moment. They just left him back there. Um, I don't know. that The Redskins aren't good enough to beat the Packers without Packers' help. And lately, Packers have been helping everybody. Yeah, you like that. I'm going Redskins. <laughs> you like that?
1: I'm going to take the Packers. I still have uh, more faith in Rodgers than apparently... Iceman does so
2: 25 to 47 against the Titans last week rich I can't really have too much faith
1: amen it is, you, your picks are your picks my picks are my picks Get just, off saying. My Kool-Aid.
2: just saying I can't have faith when it's 25 to 47 <laughs> against the damn uh- titans You know, but that's because Murray went off, and that's
0: where I'm coming in with my picks, is the problem with the Pack this year is, for some reason, they all of a sudden can't stop the run. Used to be able not to be able to run the ball against the Pack. This year, you can run the fuck out of the ball against the Packers. That being said, Redskins' running game blows. All right? Uh, Redskins have been getting it done in the air, going with the Pack.
2: I just find it funny that the Packers came out with that commercial. Nobody comes in this house without paying a price. Not here, not ever. And well, you know,
0: cost costs money to get into Lambo. You
2: don't let you it's in free. <laughs> What's the price okay. of admission? Did they drop their drawers and get a BJ? I don't...
0: Alright, uh, the Monday night game. Oh, does Donald Trump know about this? Because in Mexico. It, technically, the Raiders are the home team. Shouldn't the Texans be the home team? You know, they're closer. So- but yeah, hey, Texans remember the Alamo Raiders. Game. Yeah, Texans, Raiders. Uh oh, oh, you think hmm. There's a little bit of uh if you think of you just said remember the Alamo? It's the Texans versus the Raiders. I know think about that one, and it's in Mexico.
2: That's some racist scheduling, NFL. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now you get my joke. Forget it. Anyways. Did Donald
0: Trump schedule this game?
2: Oh, <laughs> Um, I don't know why, but, I mean, the Raiders are worse talked about than the damn Lions, even lately. Uh, they are an up-and-coming, well-organized machine. And, uh, their talent is without saying with Amari Cooper, Carr, you know, Ladarius, uh, I mean, they're, they're nuts. Uh, Mac is their linebacker, is a beast, uh, yeah, I, I got Raiders on this.
1: Yep, give me the Raiders, they're just one of them teams until you until they prove that they, they suck. I'm just not gonna believe it. So,
0: I think the Lions Houston game was a perfect uh, example of how Houston has won games this year. The other team has won it for them. I think the Raiders. If you've watched them this year, the Raiders have won all of their games. Uh, Derek Carr just keeps getting the job done. You said it, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, finally being the receiver he was always supposed to be, uh, going with the Raiders. Okay, now we move on to college. Poor Michigan State. (laughs) Ohio State comes to East Lansing this week.
2: Well, are we going U of M first or
0: state? State. I just talked about state. So pick yeah. the state game,
2: damn it. Yeah, I just don't want to pick that game. Why? <laughs> because I have to say THE Ohio State. University. You don't have to say THE? You didn't attend. No, I I, I I, want Michigan State to win so fucking bad. But that's because, you know, the Wolverines would benefit. But, uh, I, I don't see it. I... I can't fathom an, a game where State comes up to beat Ohio State um, I just and this isn't the eyeball test or, or the way they've played it it's my belief that that team just isn't coached to its best of its ability I think Mark D is going to stand on his you know principle of I'm right and I'm going to do what I want and that team's like but it doesn't work I gotta pick state
1: Ohio State. All right, my question is Is Michigan State gonna even make it a game? I think mean, Ohio State's pitch, got it. Honestly,
2: I, I, I preached this since the beginning of the season that Michigan State had quit. When I watched them against U of M, I saw exactly what had happened, and that is why I made a huge apology and I was hundred percent serious. It's not that they quit. It's Mark D thinks he's the, he's got everything worked out, and he doesn't. He thinks he's Izzo, and he's not. So the only way this becomes a game is if he doesn't fuck up, and I just don't see him not. I think he's he's figured out a way to win every game, and when it doesn't go his way, it goes, well, oh well.
1: Well, I mean, if his attitude is it's always there's always next season, sure hope he has job security for next season. But, yeah, Ohio State.
0: Same here. It's not even a question. By the way, my wife's got three degrees from them. She didn't even say the. So, just putting that out there, Earl. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so, I mean, Indiana comes into Michigan.
2: This is where I regret going first and waiting for Chris to tell me it's a trap game or not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How many trap games can you have in a season? It's like falling for a a trans... uh, What is it? What's your proper word? Uh...
2: Are you trying to be PC on the
1: sexual? Show Are you serious? I don't fucking know. I, I woman with a penis ain't no tranny ever done ain't no tranny ever done, <laughs> no tranny ever done to me. But yeah, I mean, if, okay, if you accidentally fuck a transgender, vestite, sexual, whatever the fuck it's called, <laughs> once you get a pass. If you do it twice, that's called a <laughs> It's called you went back for seconds. Okay, so there ain't no second trap game in the season is they they are not who we thought they were if they lose this game yeah
2: I, I'm gonna go Michigan I, I I'm
1: not gonna waver
2: because of one game that's all I can tell shit happens
1: yes as uh, Jesus and khaki said losing this part of this we won't make a habit of it. And I believe him. So, yep. I'm going to go ahead and pick pick Michigan. It's a trap game.
0: Now get the fuck out of here, dude. They're lost (laughs) at the last second and they're pissed. Michigan. Okay. So, that will wrap it up for this week. Can we all agree that this last weekend was a great weekend for football?
2: All of football. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was one of those football weekends where it's like, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's one of the weekends you think about in like, uh, mid June, like, oh man, it's going to be football soon and we got it and God damn it. I mean, what we got, what we got two college games left and then bowl season starts. And then, I mean, think about it guys. I mean, we're, we're already coming into week 11 here in the NFL. We got more of it uh, behind us than we do in front of us. We'll be talking football playoffs soon,
2: but yeah, yeah last week it, it was full of what the fuckings. And when I say that, what I'm saying is, it's every game I'm looking at, going, "What the fuck? <laughs> oh, what the fuck?" Then I change the channel. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, but those, those are great weekends, man. This is telling you, this is what we think about that those few days after the All Star game. When there's nothing going on, not even Wimbledon. All right, <laughs> these are the weekends we're thinking about. Okay, it, thanks to everybody who's listened, who's downloaded, who's shared it with a friend. Uh, you can follow at SporGy Podcast on Twitter, uh, email SporGy at ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, on the Instagram at SporGy underscore podcast. Uh, with that being said, guys, uh, go Lions! Super Bowl champions 2016
2: <laughs> we'll see you next week alright later guys take care remember Iceman makes all the good puts.